and welcome to the 37th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright or contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. Before we get started, the usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're covering The House on Haunted Hill. I originally thought this was going to be a single serving size episode, which is a standalone movie or a movie that just has one sequel. But it turns out there are three movies total. Um, I didn't know anything about the third one. So I'm calling anything with three or more movies a franchise. Um, Also, before we get started, just a clarification. There's lots of confusion with these movies and The Haunting of Hill House due to the similarities in the title. If you look up each in Google, you'll get entries for both of them. They're mixed up uh, in lots of places. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. I covered The House on Haunted Hill franchise back in episode three, and um, those movies are based on a novel by Shirley Jackson, and they also include the excellent Netflix series. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, It's a very interesting interpretation of the original book. Um, And The House on Haunted Hill has nothing to do with The Haunting of Hill House. So let's get started. The House on Haunted Hill, 1959, written by Rob White, directed by William Castle, produced by Castle and White, uh, music by Robert Kane and Richard Loring, starring Vincent Price as Frederick Lauren, and at some point we should do a whole episode about his movies. Um, also starring Carol Omart as his wife Annabelle Lauren, Elijah Cook Jr., who's been in tons of stuff, plays Watson Pritchard, who owns the house. And we'll talk about these characters more in the trivia section. So that's the first movie. The second movie, also named The House on Haunted Hill from 1999, so that's 40 years later. Rob White is is credited as writing the movie since he did the first one. Screenplay by Dick Beebe, directed by William Malone. Produced by Robert Zemeckis, who, as we know, has done tons of stuff. Uh, Joel Silver, Gilbert Adler, and Terry A. Castle, who is William Castle's daughter. Score by Don Davis, starring Jeffrey Rush, Famke Jansen, Tay Diggs, Peter Gallagher, Allie Lauder, who we talked about during uh, the Resident Evil and Final Destination podcasts, and Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live, and Jeremy Cones, and British Wilson. Sorry, British. Bridget. (laughs) Bridget Wilson, not British Wilson. Um, The third movie is called Return to the House on Haunted Hill from 2007. It was direct-to-home video. It was eight years after the second movie, and it's directed by Victor Garcia, written by William Massa, produced by Steve Richards, Eric Olson, Jonathan Zachor and Ross Sharon, starring Amanda 
Rigetti, Tom Riley, Serena Vinson, and Eric Palladino. Where can you watch these movies? Well, the House on Hind Hill from 1959 is available for free on Amazon Prime and also for free on YouTube. Um, oh, and also for free on Tubi. It's available in other spots for either $2 or $3 each. So Google Play, Vudu, and iTunes. And then the House on Hind Hill 1999 version, available on Amazon and the usual spots for $3 each. And Return to the House on Haunted Hill, not available on Amazon Prime. You have to sign up for a Stars membership in order to view it. You can see it on YouTube for $3. I'm not sure if it's available on the other sites. It's not on Shudder or Tubi. Rotten Tomatoes scores. First House on Haunted Hill, 1959. Critics gave it a 92. Audiences gave it a 73. So that's a very high rating from critics. The House on Haunted Hill, 1999. Critics gave a 30. Audiences gave a 42. And Return to the House on Haunted Hill, critics gave a 33. Audiences gave a 20. So that's a very significant drop in the last two movies. On to the plot. House on Haunted Hill, 1959. A millionaire named Friedrich Lauren, played by Vincent Price, throws a haunted house party for his wife and what seems like five random guests. It's supposedly in a real haunted house. And Lauren offers $10,000 to anyone who could spend the night. And of course, that was a lot more money back then. The guests are test pilot Lance, newspaper columnist Ruth, psychiatrist Dr. Trent, Dr. David Trent, Nora, who works for one of Friedrich's companies, and Watson, who owns the house and swears it's haunted. There have been at least seven murders there, including Watson's own brother and a woman who was murdered by her husband who put her in a vat of acid that just happens to be in the basement. So no surprise, strange things start happening. Everyone arms themselves with guns that provided by Lauren and... Um, the husband and wife are at odds. He says she tried to poison him for his money. She denies it, etc., etc. They joke about killing each other. Um, I won't give the rest away because it will be more fun just to watch it. But it's campy, spooky fun. And um, I enjoyed it. I watched it. I watch it over and over again all the time. Um, every time I happen upon it. So the levitating heads of Pritchard and Frederick who tell us the basics of the plot at the beginning of the movie are a fun addition and they definitely get you in the mood for the rest of the movie. So that's the basics of the first haunting, the first house on Haunted Hill. The second one from 1999, despite the title, this time the party participants must stay in an old hospital for the Kremlin insane. They still call it a house. It doesn't look like a house to me, but whatever. I guess they got to do something to match the title. And the facility has a very dark history. So the medical staff, led by Dr. Vonnegut, who's played by Jeffrey Combs, did terrible experiments on the patients. There's a safety mechanism in the hospital that seals the facility by putting metal bars on all the doors or windows. There was a massive fire started by the patients back in 1931, 
and everyone died except for five staff members. So this time around, um, the host offers a million dollars if you can spend the night instead of the previous $10,000. And the couple hosting the party is amusement park mogul Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, and his wife Evelyn, played by Famke Jensen. And the guests are ex-pro baseball player Eddie, played by Tay Diggs, former TV personality Melissa, played by Bridget Wilson, film producer Jennifer, played by Allie Lauder, Dr. Donald Blackburn, played by Peter Gallagher, and Watson Pritchard, played by Chris Kattan. Again, he owns the house or hospital. After the security system is tripped and all the doors and windows locked, the group searches for a way out. And for unlike the first movie, this time we actually see ghosts, and they are very murderous ghosts. They're just not there to scare people. So everybody starts to die, and it turns out that the house is trying to cons- is trying to kill the descendants of the five people who escaped the fire. So I guess the uh, we learn that the people that Evelyn wanted to invite to the haunted house was changed by uh, Steve, by Stephen, but then somehow fate changed uh, the list again to people who were related to the five people who survived the uh, fire. So go figure. Don't think about it too much because there's plot holes all over all three of these movies. So just take it for what it's worth. Um, So what it's doing is, as it's killing people, there's this big black thing that looks like an ink blot, and it absorbs the people. It's apparently called the darkness, and the only reason I knew that is because I read it in the reviews. So Jennifer gets away because she's actually not Jennifer. She's Sarah Wolf, and she's Jennifer's assistant who's pretending to be her. In the end, it looks like Ty Diggs is also going to die, But at the last minute, when the darkness is almost upon him, he screams that he's adopted, and the house lets him out. Um, So he and Sarah, not Jennifer, end up with the $5 million that was promised, a million dollars to each person, because it just happens to be an envelope underneath the door when they crawl out on this ledge. And they're way, way up uh, at the top of this hospital, and apparently in the next movie, it says they're rescued by the cleaning crew when they came the next day. Um, I didn't really enjoy this movie, to be honest. I didn't enjoy it the first time I watched it, and I thought maybe on a rewatch, you know, I would like it better. I just, I don't know. I, I think my expectations are too high, and I, I don't really enjoy it. Um, the CGI uh, it looks pretty hokey. Uh, especially, you know, from 1999, so 20 years later, looks pretty hokey. Um, The pictures of the hospital look weird. I don't know why they settled on that design for the hospital. I don't really like any of the characters. Um, I don't think there's any chemistry between the husband and wife, unlike in the first movie where Vincent Price and Carol uh, Omart really have great chemistry together. I don't feel that in this movie. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, 
I don't think a rewatch, another rewatch is going to help. I just don't like the movie that much. So anyway, on to Return on the House of Haunted Hill. It's eight years after the last movie. And this time, the sister of one of the second movie survivors, as we said, Sarah Wolf, uh, was a survivor. Her sister is named Ariel. Sarah is, in this movie, killed under mysterious circumstances. They say she committed suicide. Her sister doesn't believe she committed suicide. We learn later she was killed by someone that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so Ariel Wolf is forced back to the asylum to look for a hidden idol. Uh, it's called Baphomet. And supposedly Dr. Vanicut hid somewhere in the facility. It's worth around $5 million. So Ariel, her boyfriend Paul, Dr. Richard Hammer, who's an expert on Baphomet, and his assistants Kyle and Michelle um, go to the building. There's a baddie named Desmond who used to be the doctor's, one of the doctor's previous students, and he has a team of people that's like five or six people. Um, they kidnap Ariel and Paul and drag them back. Meanwhile, Dr. Hammer and his assistants are going there to find separately to find the idol, and of course, they all run into each other. Um, of course, the house seals itself like it did the last time. You'd think after the second movie, they would have um, gotten rid of that uh, very scary um, locking mechanism, but nope, it's still working just fine, so everybody is sealed in the house, and of course, they all start dying one by one. There are some good deaths in here, um, and the CGI is to me, much better in here than the, in the second movie. Uh, there are also lots of flashbacks to people being tortured by Dr. V and his staff, and some flashbacks back to the second movie. So the ghost eventually tell Ariel, she gets out at one point, and then she willingly goes back into the hospital to try to save her boyfriend, Paul. And the ghosts tell her that she must destroy the statue of Baphomet in order to free their spirits. So after everyone else dies... Besides her and Paul, she drops the statue down into the sewer, um, into the sewer grate where it washes out of the building and thus freeing the house from the evil spirit. So hopefully everything is back to normal in the hospital. I don't know. So um, we're now down to trivia. So... Before we actually start the first trivia, though, I wanted to play a few seconds of a Vincent Price clip from the first movie. Uh, I was also looking for more clips, but I can't find them anywhere. So let me know if you know where they are, where I, they are available, because I, I looked in several places and I can't find them. So here is just a brief clip of Vincent Price from House on Haunted Hill, 1955. Pity you didn't know when you started your game of murder.
on to the first movie. I think I just said 1955. It's actually 1959. Um, that movie had a budget of $200,000 and a box office of $1.5 million. The large grosses of this movie were noticed by Alfred Hitchcock. This led him to create his own low-budget uh, horror movie, Psycho, from 1960, which we covered back in Episode 9 of the podcast. Uh, the movie was shot in 14 days, so very fast. The film being in black and white adds to its creepiness, although now you can get a colorized version in several places, too. I still prefer to watch it in black and white. Adjusted for inflation, the $10,000 Lauren offered his guest would now be $84,000. The failure of the original copyright holder to renew the film's copyright resulted in it falling into public domain, meaning that virtually anyone can duplicate it and sell a VHS DVD, well, we don't have VHS anymore, do we? Uh, copy of the film. We practically don't have DVD anymore. Um, interestingly, it seems that the music was copyrighted again. I'm not sure how that works since the mu music appears in a movie that's not copyrighted, but um, I'm not sure. The spooky intro music by Von Dexter and Richard Kane uh, were an inspiration for lots of scary Halloween sound effects. Um, and sound effects DVDs, and I have a number of them. William Castle has related the story of meeting Vincent Price on a day when Price had learned that he had been passed over for a part. So over coffee, Castle described the premise of the picture, and Price liked it, the idea, and they ended up doing two pictures together, this and the Tingler from 1959. William Castle was known for his ability to churn out B-grade movies on a budget. He's also known for his use of gimmicks, which we'll talk about in one second. Rose, Rosemary Harvath co-directed this movie but was not given credit. Castle also directed, like I said, The Tingler, uh, The Dark Old House, The Old Dark House from 1963, Straight Jacket from 1964 with Joan Crawford, and I Saw What You Did from 1965, again with Joan Crawford. He also produced a bunch of films, including Rosemary's Baby. Rob White wrote five scripts for Castle Movies, so this one, Macabre, The Tingler, Thirteen Ghosts, and Homicidal. Now, on to the gimmicks. Uh, Castle did a whole bunch of gimmicks in different movies, but I'm only going to go over a few of them here. The House on Haunted Hill was cited, as, was cited as being filmed in something called Emerjo. And that's what it said on the movie posters. So what they did was they rigged a theater with a skeleton on a line, on a wire, that would fly above the audience when the scene of the skeleton emerging from the vat and attacking Annabelle occurred on the movie. So that's pretty funny. Um, I did read that... At some point, young kids would go and like try to shoot at uh, the ghost as it flew over, whatever. So I imagine a lot of those got damaged. But that's a funny idea, especially for back then. Then for The Tingler, 1959, filmed in something called Percepto, Castle had buzzers installed in certain theater seats, and they were actually airplane wing deicers that would vibrate. Um, they would go off when Vincent Price said, Scream, scream for your lives. 
they did not electrocute people, as has been listed in a few places. In 13 Ghost, it was filmed in something called Illusiono, and the audience was given a viewer. If you look through the red side during certain segments, you would see the ghosts, or the blue side made them invisible. And lastly, Macabre, 1958. He offered a $1,000 insurance policy to the next of kin for anyone who died while watching the movie. He also had nurses and hearses parked outside of some theaters. So that's fun. Two of Castle's movies were remade by his daughter, as we already mentioned, Terry Ann Castle. Uh, one was, of course, the second House on Haunted Hill from 1999, and the other movie was 13 Ghosts. Julie Mitchum, who played the newspaper columnist, is actually Robert Mitchum's sister. This is her last film appearance. It's also the last screen appearance of Leona Anderson, who played Mrs. Slides, the creepy caretaker. The actor who played Lance, Richard Long, has been in lots of movies and TV shows. He, I remember him as Jared Barkley from The Big Valley that I watched as a child. Carolyn Craig, who played Nora, must have gotten uh, her role for her ability to scream on cue because that's pretty much what she does for the entire movie. Um, sadly, she died of self, a self-inflicted gunshot wound at the age of 36. Castle wrote an autobiography called Step Right Up, I'm Going to Scare the Pants Off America. And there's a documentary focused on his life called Spine Tingler, The William Castle Story. It was directed by Jeffrey Swartz and won the award for Best Documentary at the AFI Fest in 2007. I haven't seen that, but I would like to. Exterior shots of the haunted house primarily during the film's opening sequence, were filmed at the Ennis Brown House, which is located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. It was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright and built in 1924. The design is based on Mayan temples. It's also listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. In 2018, it was for sale for $23 million dollars. After having undergone extensive renovations, it was damaged during the uh, last earthquake that they had there. And lots of movies have been filmed there, including Blade Runner. Uh, there's, there's a long list. Um, it's a very interesting house, and I think, I can't remember the square footage, but it's really big, but only has, I think, four bedrooms and four and a half baths, something like that. So there's lots and lots of open space there. In 2017, it was reported that the writing team of Jason Pagan and Andra Dulchman were working on a remake of the original. And Terry Castle was also apparently writing a prequel, but I haven't heard anything since then about either one of those projects. Uh, remember, this is in public domain, so anybody can write anything they want to about it, as far as I know. Okay, now before we do the 1990 version, I just want to play the theme song, uh, which is by Don Davis from The House on Haunted Hill, 1999. And here it is.
the 1999 film had a budget of $19 million and a box office of $40.8 million. It was the first film by the production company Dark Castle Entertainment, and it was named in the honor of William Castle. They went on to do numerous horror films and remakes. Uh, This includes the third film, Return to the House on Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship, Gothica, House of Wax, Orphans, Splice, just to name a few. Stephen Price's last name was in honor of Vincent Price. Jeffrey Rush was never meant to look like Vincent Price uh, with the little mustache. The original screenplay described Stephen Price as a regular-looking businessman. Rush didn't care for this, so he suggested the character look like the film director John Waters. And the director agreed to uh, test this look out, and after the transformation, he ended up looking so much like Vincent Price that the director decided to keep it. So I think it's not, I think it's a nice addition. Marilyn Manson was considered for the role of Dr. Vanneket. That would have been interesting. Elizabeth Hurley was considered for the role of Evelyn Stockard Price. Cindy Crawford was considered for the role of Melissa Margaret Marr. The only character in both the original and the remake of the film is the owner of the house, Watson Pritchett. Alan Marshall, who played Dr. David Trent, had been a popular supporting actor in the 30s with prominent roles opposite Greta Garbo in Conquest and Richard Lawton in the 1939 remake of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. His life ended dramatically when he died on stage playing one of Mae West's multiple husbands during a live performance of her play Sextet. In honor of Castle's history of gimmicks, each theater was given a scratch-off ticket from which they could, each theater goer was given a scratch-off ticket for which they could win prizes. The Darkness is seen as a, a, a morphing mass of ghosts, so the design was inspired by the visuals of H.P. Lovecraft's novel and Rorschach inkblot test used in psychiatry. That's what I thought it looked like, an inkblot. While creating The Darkness, the animators used images of nude women. They took films of nude women dancing, mirrored the image, and then repeated the image hundreds of times at different sizes to make the spidery look we see in the finished product. If you pause the DVD and look closely, you can make out some of the women. Here's some alternate endings. The original script had an alternate ending when Stephen Price died from the darkness atop the staircase instead of Pritchard, and Eddie dies while saving Sarah from the darkness instead of Price. When Pritchard and Sarah make it outside, they eventually are found by the cleaning crew. There's a new segment of the TV series, Terrifying But True, about the events of the house on Haunted Hill, where Sarah is taken to an ambulance to um, have her injuries tended to, and then we also see the paramedics take out several body bags that contain the parts of Melissa Marr, who, as we know, got chopped up into parts. The original script also had Christopher Lee as the host of the TV show Terrifying But True, and that's the one that um, Evelyn was watching at the very beginning where she got her idea for The Haunted House. In the film, uh, the final product, Peter Grave, ends up being the host. 
1990 film Dark House was a lower-budget movie that had the same plot and characters. Jeffrey Combe appears in both movies, which is kind of interesting. In Dark House, he plays the amusement park owner. This is Jeffrey uh, Rush's part in the house on uh, Haunted Hill. And the body count in this movie is six, not counting flashbacks to the hospital massacre. So, Alyssa Marr, Dr. Donald Blackburn, Elizabeth Price, Watson Pritchard, Stephen Price, and the worker that was hired by Mr. Price to do some, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes scary stuff, which he he ended up losing his face. That was a pretty uh, interesting special effect. Um, also, make sure you watch this movie till after the closing credits. There's a scene after the credits where the inmates attack two people, and then the camera pan, pans over, and it turns out to be Stephen and... Evelyn, who are now dressed as a doctor and a nurse. So I think this implies that they are the descendants of Dr. Vonnegut and the head nurse, Ruth Stockard, because remember, Evelyn's name is Evelyn Stockard-Price. Now, on to the third movie, Return to the House on Haunted Hill. Uh, as I said, it went straight to home video, so there's not a lot of trivia. The movie says Sarah was the only survivor, but I'm not sure what happened to Ty Diggs. Uh, his character, Eddie, he also made it through the night, so I'm not sure if they mentioned that and I missed it or what. The special effects in this movie are actually pretty good, and I think they're better than the second movie. Of course, there's, you know, what, uh, eight years between the two. The film was designed to use the navigational cinema technology that allows viewers to choose between two ways the story might go at certain times within the film, and that ultimately led to 96 different story possibilities. So that's um, like um, the Netflix uh, film Bandersnatch, I think. Um, I watched this online, so I didn't have an option uh, to choose any um, different storylines, but I would have been interested to see how they all went. The mercenary character, Hyru played by Kalita uh, Rainford, is revealed only in the special features of the Blu-ray to be a lesbian member of a cult that worships Baphomet and is in search of the idol for her own means. If the viewer chooses for her not to resist the lesbian ghost at the beginning of the film, that's how she died, she will survive the events of the film and retrieve the idol on the beach at the end of the film. And that will make, se that will make sense in one second. Jeffrey Combs, who plays Dr. Vanneken, of course, is the only returning cast member from the second movie, and he's been in tons of horror movies, including probably what he's most famous for, Reanimator. Re he played the main character, Herbert West. Also, Beyond Reanimator, The Castle Freak, Masters of Horror, Stand Against Evil. He's done tons of characters in Star Trek and a bunch of DC stuff, to name just a few. Now, here's where that other uh, thing makes sense. So, watch till after the credits of this movie, and you will see Baphomet walk, wash up on the beach, and then the couple is fooling around there, and she reaches down and feels something, and they dig out the statue. So, that leads us to believe there's going to be a sequel, and 
They're going to take it home, and it's going to haunt someplace else, and a bunch of people are going to get killed. A third sequel had been planned, but due to poor DVD sales from the return of, they canceled the plans. Now, why should you watch this movie? Well, the best reason, of course, is Vincent Price, and he is always wonderful in everything he does. He adds a sense of class to even, you know, really bad movies. So I love everything Vincent Price is in. And the original House on Haunted Hill is considered a classic haunted house movie. So that's a good reason to watch it. Now, on for recipes. Speaking of Vincent Price, did you know he was a foodie? And he authored several cookbooks, including A Treasury of Great Recipes and Cooking Pricewise. His grandfather invented one of the first cream of tartar-based baking powders, and his father was the president of the National Candy Company. So I will include a link to uh, something from myrecipes.com in which she says she made the strangest recipe from Vincent Price's um, Price-Wise cookbook book and it is for bacon mousse how's that that sounds strange so let's see here so basically what it is is it's going to end up being like a spread that you will put in a mold and it is let's see Let me just find the recipes here and I'll hit the highlight. So half a pound leftover bacon finely chopped. Four tablespoons of horseradish, two tablespoons of mayo, half a teaspoon of dry mustard, one tablespoon of gelatin, fourth a pint of cold water, half a pint of cream. Dissolve gelatin in cold water, heat for 10 minutes, add to cream and mayonnaise, beat well together and add remaining ingredients, mix and turn into moisten mold and you can vary this taste um, and you can unmold it uh, onto lettuce hearts and cress uh, eat it with a salad or use it as a spread so I definitely never heard of that before so very interesting so in conclusion I would say just watch the first movie don't expect to be scared, though, because um, it's not really scary. It's campy. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, but if you expect to be have a jump scary five seconds or have a high body count, you're going to be disappointed. Um, I also loved, as I said before, Vincent Price and Carol Omart had great chemistry together, and they looked like they were having great fun being bitchy to each other, threatening to kill each other. So uh, I enjoyed it for that reason. Um, you can skip the other two movies unless you just want to complete the series. I personally like the third movie better than the second. Um, maybe it was because my expectations were too high for the second. So anyway, in conclusion... Um, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, as long as you stay out of the house on Haunted Hill, I think you'll be fine. Have a great week.
Bye.